Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Morning, Jay. Hey, man. What's up, Mikey? How are you? Hey, hey Don. Good morning. Welcome back. Morning, Mike. Yeah, it's been a while hey, since we've coffee with you. This morning, is, Glenn. This is good stuff. Great to have you join us. Yeah. Love getting together, talking about all things sobriety, right? So. Oh, I just come for the coffee. Oh, is that, is that where well, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to give you a little experience, strength, and hope? That's that's extra. That's what we call a extra latte. So, Ash, S H, experience, strength, and hope. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll trademark that, Mikey. Yeah, Don, so, Don, it's good to have you. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. So, um, you know, Glenn, you called me this week. I I loved what you said. Uh, you shared a story, and I'm going to do I'm going to do the Glenn story. Uh, because I do it better than yourself. But, That's awesome. But so so Glenn's, Glenn's in a meeting. He's about a year and a half into the program. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. It's about a year and a half into the program, and uh, they wrap up the meeting. They go, okay, from pages 83 and 84 of the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, titled, uh, These Are the Promises. You know, if we are painstaking about the space of our development, et cetera, et cetera. And Glenn taps his shoulder, the guy just sitting next to him, he says, Wow, those are outstanding. When did they start reading those? He says, Glenn, we've been reading them every day since we start, since you started coming to meetings. So, Glenn, quickly, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, how that, that work out my, for you? I guess that shows you where my head was at during that time. Yeah, and it right. was actually not a year and a half. It was two years. Was it two oh, years? So no, I was nuts. exaggerating on the high oh, end. But, oh, my yeah. gosh. It was two years. I felt like an idiot. Yeah. Like I normally do. Yeah. But um, love the promises. You know, we um, we do the steps. We talked a lot about the steps, mm-hmm. uh, which come from Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book. Um, there's really the first 164 pages is um, <clears throat> you know is what I'm embracing for my roadmap to to better living, and um, and right in the middle, right in the middle of those 164 pages, is uh, is the promises, and uh, they're outstanding. And and uh, and Glenn, I know that you put a lot of weight into the promises. I know that when you work with guys, you start with the it's kind of the end of the book, you know. What what are you going to get for all your effort, if if you will? It's- yeah, that's exactly what I do. In fact, you know, um, they read them at the end of every meeting, right? But I mean, as soon as somebody, you know, wants to wants me to sponsor them, you know, we have you know a couple conversations, and I you know, you know, start to connect with them, and you know, their their first suggestion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we talk about wax on, wax off, and I'm going to say, hey, there's there's probably going to be things I'm going to ask you to do, suggest that you do, and you're not going to like them, and not going to make sense to mm-hmm. do them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we, we actually start out with um, an exercise with the promises, and, and the way I frame it with them is that it's like reading the last chapter of a book, right? Mm-hmm. So as you go through the steps, and this is just how I do it, and it's probably wrong, but just, it, it makes sense to me, right? Um, you know, because there's not really a roadmap for, for sponsorship, so I can make stuff up. <laughs> and um, so, you know, so, so I say, hey, it, 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 it's like reading a 
the last chapter of a book, I said, you know, we're going to go through these steps and we're going to ask you to do things that, you know, aren't going to seem right to you. They're mm-hmm. going to seem out of, you know, your normal, you know, way of operating. Um, but I, I, I want you to see, start with the end in mind, mm-hmm. right? So let's read the promises and let's focus on the promises, do an exercise with the promises so that now it makes sense when you're in step two or step three and things aren't making sense or you're afraid out of your mind for step four, mm-hmm. you know, you can always refer back to those promises and say, hey, this is what, this is why I'm doing the why. this. You the know, why. This is the why. So important. So I, I, I've actually, so I, I have them go through the promises and we're going to read them here in a second, but I have them go through the promises word by word mm-hmm. and analyze them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and write down what it means. And first thing is, I have learned in this program that words matter, mm-hmm. especially with the promises. You know, in the big book, there, there's a chapter that says there is a solution. It doesn't say there might be. It doesn't say there could be. You know, in the promises, it says they will always oh. materialize. It doesn't say sometimes. It doesn't say, hey, if you win the lottery. It says they will always materialize, right? So I've learned that words matter, and I, you know, frame that. So I, I have them break down the promises, write it out um, word for word, what each word, what each sentence means to them. And subsequently, you know, if you look a year or two years down the road and look back, because Mm -hmm. now you've been through the program, right? And you've worked Mm -hmm. the program and, and now you can look back and you can look at how you initially thought of the promises as you were coming in. Right. Right. So, so it gives you a good checkpoint, you know, I think. Um, And, and then, you know, as as we've talked about, um, you know, I, I like to relate kind of living without alcohol, living sober as, you know, I used to live right-handed, now I live left-handed, right? right? So one of the things I started doing is I have my sponsees write out their analysis to the promises yes. with their left hand. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if that's genius or brutal. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it's brutal and I, I, I kind of chuckle when I, when I, you know, suggest that they do that. And, um. And it looks like garbage, and it it, it really, it, it really, kind of frames their their mindset that hey, this is this is different, right? right? This right. is I'm I'm going to start looking at things differently. I can't read what I wrote with the right hand. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. So that's awesome. so Glenn, I thought just a little contextual. Uh, so they're called the nine step promises, mm-hmm. and so when you start reading on page one of the big book, in your quest to get to one sixty four. It, at each step, after each step in the big book, which if you haven't heard our our, our uh, coffee sessions on steps, go back and listen to steps one through twelve. Kind of you know give a little insight into them. But at the end of each step is is a prayer, and uh, so these are the nine step prayers. So you know as you're going to read them, it starts out if you are painstaking about this phase of our development. That means we're assuming that you've worked the steps, right? Mm-hmm. So so this these promises don't come through to somebody who just in theory does doesn't drink and go to meetings. The these are as a as a result of the you know of working the steps, um, somebody can hold out hope for these promises. So do you have them in front of you by chance? Glenn? I actually do. I actually do. All right, here we go. Page eighty three, eighty four of the big book. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. 
we will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook on life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if, if we work we for them. work for them, right? Boom. It's good stuff. So, so, how, so you you actually haven't tackled before the before the twelve. You haven't tackled word by word from from if to all the way to if we work for them. Absolutely. I, I have them break it down. It's usually, you know, four or five pages of writing. and mm-hmm. But it, it's interesting to get their perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like the word if, if right? right? If if is a choice. If is you know, a choice. If, if you know. Um, and then the word, you know, we, right? We. Yeah, so that's right. A, so it's a, it's a we program. Um, and then the word painstaking. That, that usually catches people's attention, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know. I mean, painstaking for me is not comfortable. I, right. I don't like painstaking, you know. I and so I mean, these words start to really capture, and and it's a good exercise. It's a good way for them to, you know, kind of kind of say, hey, you know. But a lot of them are also going through like absolute hell. Sure. Right. So when when they see some of these things in the promises, um, it gives them hope. Right. Right. It's like right. wow. Okay, yeah, that's that's where I came. I want to stop that. I want to stop my fear of economic insecurity. Right. You know, boy, I, I would love that. Right. So it kind of gives them a, a, a good framework. So so let me ask, and, and I'm so glad Don's here with us this morning. So Don, let me just ask you, um, Glenn has framed out the promises. You've got a couple of, you got a couple of twenty four hour periods under your belt, uh, if you don't mind me saying. Can you, tell, can you tell me how many? How many? Uh, you, how much sobriety? You yeah, have? I'm uh, working on forty years. Uh, forty this years. Year. November this year will be forty. Forty so, years. So, up. so can you tell me from the, from the vantage of somebody who's got forty years of sobriety, um, have the promises come through to you? I think yeah, for sure. Uh, most of uh, most of them have. Uh, uh, like I told Glenn earlier, the. Uh, uh, fear of economic insecurity. I said I'm still I'm still saving my dental floss because I'm too cheap to buy a new one. You know? so, <laughs> I don't know if I quite got there yet on that one, but that's always been me. And I, uh, you know, I'm also cutting grass on the side for a couple extra bucks that I really don't need. I think right. that's actually just to keep myself busy so I don't go nuts. But you're not in worried. Between you're meetings. Not, but you're not worried about paying not, your not bills. Not at all. I'm in better off uh, shape than better shape than I, I ever thought I'd be. Let's put it. I was drinking. I'd probably be bankrupt. So yeah, you know? right. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm Amen. good. I'm good with that. Yeah, that, uh-huh. most of the stuff has come uh, for me by all means, you know, yeah. especially the serenity part, man. I uh, believe it or not, yeah, I actually uh, have some serenity as nervous as I am. You know? Yeah, you know, the thing is for for me and Glenn, I'm sure you're going to touch on this because I've heard your story before, but um, not all of it, but I've heard some of it, and uh, and that is that there are things <clears throat> that when I first heard the promises, I thought, well, those are fantastic, but those aren't, that's not my specific list. I had a specific list of things I wanted to come true, or or at least I, the things came true that weren't even on the list, uh, you know, and maybe it is with the words twisted a different way, but, you know, the relationships that have been healed uh, and, and
And yes, it certainly talks about that. Um, but but relationships healed, uh, positions I'm in right now, my my manner of thinking, you know, have all been what was obviously broken has been healed. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, when when you talk about making a list, I that that day that that you referenced, you know, where I heard the promises, I can remember that night, and I was living with a, a sober buddy in the program, and. You know, I, I, I can remember going back to my my bedroom that night and I had a gorgeous sunset going down and I remember pulling out a legal pad and writing down a list, you know, of of all the things I was gonna get back. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, hey, it was the it was the fast car, it was the six thousand square foot house and it was all the money and the prestige and you know, family and kids. I was gonna get all this stuff back. You know, and, and I and, you know, I sat there. I'm like, well, hey, that's what it said, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. says, you know, and um, it just shows you as as I look back how naive I was, or or, or maybe even desperate, or or you know, but you know, what I can say today, without a shadow of a doubt, is as I read these promises, they are coming true for me in my life, um, and 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 I can say that with a hundred percent confidence. What I can also say is that it looks nothing like that original list. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I can attribute it to, you know, um, is the, the 12 steps and how they have changed me. Mm-hmm. And specifically step three, right? So in step three, Turner will enter life over the care of God as we understand him. So... As I made that original list, I can sit there and say, well, Glenn was in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And that's what Glenn wanted. That's what drove Glenn. That's what fed Glenn. That's what satisfied Glenn. You know, that's how Glenn's going to be fulfilled is get that original list back. Because that's the stuff that was important to me at that time. So today, as I look at this list, and, and I can say that the promises are coming true, the only thing I can point to is that there's a different driver of the bus. Mm-hmm different pilot of the plane, whatever phrase you want to use. Um, you know, and, and and it's different today. And yet, as I look at the list today, it looks nothing like the original list, um, but I am more satisfied and I am more grateful uh, and I get more peace and serenity, you know, from the, the list that's being fulfilled today than I ever would have been with that, getting that original list back. Right. Can it's you, amazing. Can, how, I'm asking for the I'm asking for the newcomer. Mm-hmm. But how 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 quickly can these happen? It, it says in there sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. When I came into the program, and I'm sure there's friends joining us at the co- virtual coffee shop today. How quickly can they come? Because I was in such a desperate need to grab onto something to see some kind of result from my my effort from the if. Uh, I mean, you have you have spent you know, quite a few 24 hours mm-hmm. and, and these are being fulfilled. Can you, can you rush it? You know, one of my favorite lines, sometimes you can't have nine babies in a month, right? I mean, it, it takes nine months to have the baby. It, it just doesn't. So Glenn, any insight on the, how, how, how do you know, or is there a time or is there an order? When, extend a, a, a branch of hope to the, to the newcomer. Yeah, that's that's great, Mike. And, and I'm, I'm reminded of um, 
you know, years ago, I used to travel 100% for, for business. And um, I used to be a part of the United 1K Club. And, you know, that got you first class all the time. And, you know, you could bump other people, you know, all, all the ego-filling stuff. And, um, and, and what, I, what I knew about the 1K Club is um, there was only one way to join the 1K Club. Mm-hmm. Your butt had to sit in the seat for 100,000 miles. Mm-hmm. You couldn't buy your way in. You couldn't talk your way in. You couldn't manipulate your way in. There's nothing you could do other than sit in that seat. So I'm reminded of that when I think of the promises and, and I think of those that last line, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. For me, it's just like the 1K club. I have to sit my butt in that seat. I have to work the steps. I have to be diligent about my program. Um, and, and for me... You know, I'm on the slow train. Mm-hmm. I just am. And, and I've accepted that. You know, most things in life I want, I want today. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll do, you know, I used to do anything I had to do to fulfill my immediate needs today. I'm okay. I'm, I'm more patient today. That's one of the things and ways that I've changed is I'm able to look and assess, right? And mm-hmm. as I look back, a lot of things I got quick in life, eh, they weren't sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, it took me a while. Um, in fact, I'm I'm going on four different channels here, so you know, I'll I'll finish your, your question eventually. Um, Excuse me one second. Can we get a decaf over here for the gentleman? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> make it regular. Yeah, four right. more full blown caps, right? Go, go ahead. So, um, you know, I heard the story of a guy who went to rehab, right? And the first night in rehab, he kneels next to his bunk and he prays, and it's like a light light of you know, bowl of lightning and, and his life changed. He walked out of rehab like early and never drank again, never thought about drinking. His life was perfect ever since. Mm-hmm. You know, either A, I don't believe him, or B, I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because C, for me, it's, it's really been slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that goes back to what we said, you know, before about suffering better. You know, suffering through the slow times, knowing that, hey, this is a process. You know, um, frankly, I probably don't believe the guy, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I just know change takes time, you, mm-hmm. know? Um, you know? So, you know, people say, well, you know, change takes 30 days. You know, bullshit. Not for something like this. Not to be, not to go from being a right-hander to a left-hander. For me, it, it, I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. My inner brain says, Glenn, you're a right-hander. My inner brain says, Glenn, you got pain. You got, you know, you're uncomfortable, you know, you're not liking how things are going. You need to escape. Mm-hmm. You know, and my inner brain says, go drink. Because drinking worked for me for so long. Um, and I'm working with a sponsor right now. I mean, for, for me, it, it took me about three years to get my quote-unquote sober legs under me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that. And, and, and I purposely let it, you know, I, I, I was in a situation where, you know, hey, I, I, I was starting to work again, and and you know, I was starting to have relationships, and and I, I was fortunate there. I, I didn't have to jump back into the fire, but I purposely didn't jump back in the fire. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm building a foundation. I'm building a sober foundation, a sober life, and it takes time to put the pieces together. Sure, got a sponsee. You know, he's you know high flyer, and um, you know he, he gets out of a disastrous detox disastrous detox and I'm coaching him on you know I've been through 75 plus of them so I've got some experience right. so I coach him I say hey look 
Let's just take it easy, take it slow. Within 30 days, he wants to buy a house. Um, he wants to open up a new business. Um, you know, he wants to get married to his girlfriend. Um, he wants to be super dad to his kids. And in 32 days, he's building not deep and wide. He's building up. Right. And he's got no foundation. And I told him, I said, dude, this is going to crash. You know, you just, it's just, you have no roots. Sure, yeah. And guess what? It crashed. It crashed. And mm. then it crashed again and again. And, you know, he refuses to just sit back and wait. They say, hey, you should wait a year to make big decisions. There right. is a reason for that. Right, Don? Yeah. How many times have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Right? For but, sure. But this is somebody who hasn't surrendered, isn't willing to take direction, and he knows what's best. Mm. So it's, you know, it's like I was. It's, I'm looking in the mirror. What hospital am I going to next? So for me, I'm on the slow train, um, you know, and... Um, I'm okay with that today. Mm -hmm. I really am. Okay, good stuff. I think, I, uh, yeah, go ahead, man. I was just going to say, I think uh, things start happening after you lose the obsession for alcohol. Right. You know, once you start, the mind starts to clear and you're not focused on booze all the time, right. good things start to happen. Right. You know? Like I said, overall, I'm pretty damn happy, no matter what. Overall, yeah, I don't know if you want to ask my kids that. But, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but I, uh, do you uh, still have peace? Yeah. Do you have serenity? Do you still have pain? Yeah, do you I got still have problems? I'm, I'm happy with pretty much everything. Awesome. You know, right. I mean, everything in my life, let's put it that way. You know? right. Yeah, so that's a, that's a, a great thing. I think, I think that's a great point. I mean, I think, what, I think if you have the obsession, compulsion to drink, you, and, you're, and, and that's your focus, uh, you're really... You need that transition, that transformation. The steps then allow you to to be focused on something new, something new and exciting, which is growth, personal mm -hmm. growth, and and that's the real beauty of step six and seven, which a lot of times people kind of fly over. But if you really dig into step six and seven, it really begins to allow you to focus on making yourself a better person, and 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 yes, I think the result the result of that effort. Uh, that painstaking effort is is what the promises are talking about here. And, and my favorite words in the promises, Glenn, are the last, uh, I don't know, four or five words, you know, if we work for them. And, and you know, I, I came into the program so desperate uh, for change, so desperate for light in a dark world. I was willing to do whatever everybody said. So if I went into a meeting and I heard four suggestions. Man, I went home tackling those four suggestions. And, and the next night, I would get three more suggestions. And the following night, five more suggestions. And I figured the, the more I did, the better the result could be. Did, I, was it, did that accelerate m my serenity? No. But for me, I wanted it bad enough that, and I hung on those words, if we work for them. And, and that doesn't mean just checking in into a meeting. There are so many elements to the program that are important, working the steps, staying connected to others. And I think we've talked about it, and Glenn, you certainly talked about it here this morning. You know, it's working with others. That guy that, that you know, it's just working with him. It, it, it's so rewarding for me to work with the, with the next alcoholic because 
it's a relearning experience for mm-hmm. me each time. Each time I do step six, each time I do step seven, each time I do step nine, it's a learning experience for me. It's a growing experience, and it brings me closer to more promises being fulfilled. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I, I agree, Mike. I love those words, if we work for them. Um, you know, but I, I also love the words right before it. They will always, always materialize. Always. So, I mean, in, in a world that we have today, you know, where everybody wants to give a guarantee and nobody follows it up. Right. You know, or right. everybody's got a warranty and nobody follows it up. Right. Um, you know, and, and here it says, I mean, here's somebody bold enough to say they will always, always. materialize. Again, it doesn't say could be, might be. Right. Right. If you're lucky, right. on the third Tuesdays, it will always mater- materialize if you work for it. That's right. And and hey, you know, just going through, you know, you know, will not regret the past, and I wish to shut the door on it. Right. You know, I'll, I just want to shut my my. Sure. I want to shut the door on the past and never look at it again because it was right. painful. That's right. But now I realize, you know, that you know my past and my story may be able to help somebody else. Absolutely. You know, give, give somebody else some hope, give somebody else some, some tools on, on, on how to try things. But as my sponsor said, you know, he said, hey, the past should be like the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, your windshield is, you know, nice and big and your rear view mirror is little. Well, you right. know? And, and that was good for me because a lot of times, you know, I used the, you know, my rear view mirror was as big as my windshield. Right. You know, I was so busy looking in the past you know, and, and letting that really just grind on my psyche and, and, and my emotions, you know. Right. Then, then I love what it says about, you know, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Yeah, peace is a, peace is a word that... Uh, how do you define peace? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I know how I don't... I know I know the opposite of peace. Mm-hmm. And the opposite of peace is how I lived before. I, I was chaos in motion. I attracted chaos... I, I manufactured chaos. Chaos drove my life because because then I could deflect everything that was going on around me and and like the like the little pea under the under the three cups. No one would know that it was really alcohol that I was trying to hide. So I can't. Can I define peace? All I know is I can tell you that the feeling that I have inside me now, by by virtue of working the steps, working the program, is I have something inside me. That's not chaos. I have something inside me. I I I, I magnate to non chaotic people. I I does that does that make yeah, sense? No, absolutely. It's the void of chaos. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No. How about you, Don? How, how do you define peace? Uh, how do I define peace? I guess peace of mind would mm-hmm. be the, the, for me. You know, my my not going crazy and being obsessed over something. Mm-hmm. Uh, not being afraid of certain oh, fear. things, mm, fear, right. you know. I mean, uh, you know, lack of fear. Uh, and overall, I say I, you know, I'm pretty much there. You know, I, I feel pretty comfortable in life. I mean, everybody eats the shit sandwich now and then. You know, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, that's going to happen no matter what. And uh, I think it's not not what happens, but how you deal with it. Right, it's really important, and yeah. that's what this program teaches us. Right. You know, it's like you said, no matter uh, the promises promise a lot and they do fulfill but they're not always going to happen every day you know what i mean it's right be, on a daily basis yeah, you're going right, to right. you're gonna have to deal with the right. deal with crap you know yeah it's funny as, as i think of the word peace and again you know we, we've talked about how do you define these words right mm-hmm. especially happiness how, how do you define happiness right, right sure but but peace is something that you know again i, it, I go back to that bedroom and, and i wish i had taken better notes 
because I, I forget exactly. It, it might have been around the three-year mark. Um, but I was in that bedroom, another great sunset, and I can remember for five minutes, I had a feeling that I've never felt before mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was just a feeling that everything was right. And it was just, it was so calm, and it was just, and, and the only word that I can use to define that feeling was peace. Mm-hmm. And after that five minutes, you know, the, the chaos and the head trash started coming back in, in, in my own head and, you know, and, and it was gone. But I can remember very clearly what I told myself. I said, Glenn, if you keep doing what you're doing, right, mm-hmm. if you keep working this program, you'll probably get that feeling again. Mm-hmm. And about 30 days later, I get the same feeling again. And, and again, it was just a snippet, you know, five minutes or so. And, and, that gave me hope right? that, hey, if I keep doing this, you know, if I keep working for it, you know, that and other promises will continue to come true. Mm-hmm. And now today, I mean, maybe I get that feeling two or three times a week. Right. You know, I still have a lot of chaos. I still have my head trash I got to deal with. But you with. got a place to go back to. I, I, you know what? I have hope right. that if I continue to do, you know what it is for me? It's a reminder. Right. It's a reminder that I'm on the right path. I'm playing from the right fairway. Hey, you know what? I still swing and shank the ball, you know, but at least I know I'm playing from the right fairway. And I look at peace and serenity today as a reward. Right. You know, I, I really do. And that's, you know, you know, I said to, to a guy I was working with, we were talking about assets. He goes, hey, what's your greatest asset? And I said, ah, I really believe, you know, peace. Is mm-hmm. my greatest asset. It's it's what I crave the most in this life, mm-hmm. and and again, that's just a feeling that everything is um, is right mm-hmm. at that moment. And then he looked at me and goes, "Nah." He goes, "I think your story is your greatest asset." Yeah, right. Wow. I heard those feelings once. They the uh, explained as uh, soul feelings versus world feelings, mm. which made a lot of sense to me. We got hit up at the retreat house. We we're up there like a uh, uh, looking at a sunset would be a soul feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feeling you get when you buy a new car. World feeling. Right, you sure. You know what I mean? Right. The feeling you have when you have your first child would be a soul feeling. Soul feeling. The feeling you have when mm-hmm. you win a race right. would be a world feeling. Right. You know what I mean? They're completely different. Right, right. The other one's, the second one's manufactured. Right. The world feelings. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the promises. Love the promises. Love starting out with the promises, and that way you know what you're working towards. I'm not, again, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but yeah. that's what we're doing. You know, I'd love to. I'd love to maybe unpack them one at a time, one time. Right? Oh, Wouldn't I that make sense? Great. I just think that'd do, be great. do a series of coffees and yeah. just kind of talk about uh, things like serenity and you know. But I, I think for me, it's important to know. Important to remember that the promises do come true. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but always if we work for them. And and it's not, a, I've learned, it's not a one and done program. It, it's it's a continual motion of improvement and, and trust and surrender. You know, because the more I, if I think I can figure these things out by my effort, I'll tell you right now, that didn't work out well for me. But if I do it with another, if I do it with another alcoholic who understands me, and is willing to be honest with me and say, Mike, you're you're coming out of your lane. You're trying too hard. You're trying not trying hard enough. To get that guidance is invaluable. And and I get that guidance without any expectation of return for on their part. 
I mean, they're just doing it out of unconditional love and desire for me to live a better life. So I pass that along. I try to anyway. Yeah, I think pass along is great. In fact, you know, Don, you, you'll probably relate to this too. I mean, when I went through the first 164 pages and went through the 12 steps myself, you know, that was like X, right? right. You know, I, I knew the program and learned the program at X level. You know, what, what, I, what I've learned and what I'm hearing from you, Mike, and, and, and Don, is that when you work with others, that's a multiplier. I have really learned so much more about sure. these steps in this program by working with others. Right. Like times 10 of what I learned. That's right. With, you know, just going through them myself. Because when I go through with others, I actually do the steps again with them. Right. And I get their perspective um, and just some of the exercises that we do and some of the you know, suggestions. I mean, it just adds different light and expands. And, you know, it's, it's just a lifelong thing, man. It's right. Again, and, and slow if, train. And if I could put an exclamation mark on that, <clears throat> if somebody's joining us today for coffee for maybe the first time, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do this thing alone, don't. Yeah. Go find. Right. That's awesome, find, Mike. Yeah. Reach out, man. Find hey, somebody. Yeah. yeah, find somebody who yeah, knows you, who understands you, and that's real easy. Just find another alcoholic. They get it. And you can always reach us at, at can podcast at sober.coffee podcast at sober.coffee is yeah. a we'll good email in, for us yeah we'll point you in the right direction yeah we're there this has been great Glenn I uh, mean we just spent hours again, yeah Chief. hey Don thanks for joining thanks us thanks for again. having me yeah it's been great I promise this should be a four hour session right? uh, I know right alright we gotta awesome, go man. we gotta go back to work I love you guys alright see you have Glenn. a great day alright see you Donnie thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week. And remember, there is a solution.